Welcome to Midweek Live, a podcast by North Point Community Church that's designed to help you get to know the people around you so we can do better and be better together. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Midweek Live. So glad that you guys are joining us on your lunch break, probably, today, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Eating a little salad or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My name's Kim, (laughs) and across from me is Peggy. I've actually known Peggy for, man, like, I was thinking about this earlier. Probably close to 20 years would be my guess. Close. Yeah. Uh, How did that happen? I know, right? We're... (laughs) That can't happen because we're we're still still really young. young. (laughs) Um, Peggy, we just heard yesterday in our all staff, 15 years. Yes. Been working for North Point for 15 years. We've been working together for 15 years. You're the Celebrate Recovery Admin Assistant. You actually were an assistant to Shane, if I remember correctly. I was. When I was hired, I was Uh hired as Shane's assistant. Yep. And... um, and then Mike came on board, uh-huh. and then Mike needed an assistant, and it was a natural transition oh, yeah. because I'm in recovery. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. It fit it was, just yeah. quite perfect. It did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have 30, you celebrated 30 years of sobriety in July. I did. That that's is crazy. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's well, definitely talk- a God thing. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's National Recovery Month. It's it September. And it is. so And my birthday month. Hey. Yay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your birthday's coming up sun- Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're not going to say how old I am. Happy birthday. No, no, I'm no. not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No. There's a reason I'm not on the worship <laughs> team. <laughs> okay. So um, we're going to dig into a little bit of your story. Okay. Um, and so let's just kind of go 30 years. Let's go back 30 years. What, what, what did... What did your world and your life look like 30 years ago? Well. 30 plus years ago, I yeah, guess, at that point. Yeah, I was in my 20s, so um, I was single and, you know, just living the party lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I uh, I got arrested for a DUI, and it was St. Patrick's Day after all, and I'm <laughs> Irish, so, you know, it just kind of happened. I love it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> dumb. It it almost sounds like the beginning of a joke. I just I know, yeah. right? It 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 really kind of is. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that did not. That wasn't what made me stop drinking. What made me stop drinking was um, it took a few months after that before I stopped. Mm. So, um, and the what caused me to stop was I went to a meeting, and um, an AA meeting, and I heard somebody tell a story that was just like mine. Mm. And it startled me hmm. because I didn't think I had a drinking problem. Hmm. But then I thought, well, if this guy has a drinking problem and he drinks like I do, then maybe hmm. I do. So you actually had a DUI and you still didn't think that there was no. a problem? No, and it was my second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it, so it's, it's a strong denial reflex is it not of course yeah yeah well when you hang around with people that do the same things you do right it doesn't seem like it's a problem right because everybody everybody everybody's doing it it. yeah yeah wow Mm -hmm. um did you did you grow up in church did you grow up well i i was raised catholic okay so um and i stopped going to church when i was like 13 okay um i had moved i'm originally from upstate new york so moved here when i was 13 and that was traumatic. Yeah. And that's where my, I mm. started getting into, you know, smoking pot and mm-hmm. things like that. And so um, 
it was just a natural progression into alcohol and mm-hmm. other drugs and things like that. So um, there really wasn't room for church and all of that. You right. Know? Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't have. Right. Not like a, you know, the difference between, I would say the difference between kind of a Catholic upbringing and a Christian upbringing is that, you know, you, there's a lot of guilt. I feel like there's a lot of guilt involved with the, the Catholic. Yeah, there can be. But there's also not a relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more ritual to me. Right. Um, that was my interpretation of it. You know, that, that mass is the same every week. Right. Um, the sermon is different, but when right. you're young, you don't listen to the sermon anyway. Right. So it was just a matter of memorization. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It wasn't like a relationship, a no. conversation. No, it wasn't not like it I wasn't, have now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Completely, mm-hmm. completely different. Completely so, different. So because you don't have a relationship with the Lord, maybe it's just easier to probably kind of yeah, just do whatever you kind of feel like doing. Mm-hmm. And again, like you just said, you had just a ton of friends that mm-hmm. did the same thing. So, yep. So you're on your second DUI. Are you being told uh, that you have to go to AA? Is yes. that why you were in? Okay. Yeah. The the court um, sentences most, and it's still that way, I believe, that they sentence you to um, AA meetings and um, DUI classes yeah. and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was angry that they were mm. trying to make me. Do, they they were making me do all of this, <laughs> not trying. trying to make you, they, they were they making me. You yeah. were going. <laughs> yeah. So um, if I didn't want to go to jail, I yes. was going. So yeah. So you're going to the AA meetings. It, how you said it was a couple. It was like a month before it actually kind of. No, because see, I got my. Let's see, I got my DUI St. Patrick's Day. I didn't get sober. My sobriety date is July 20th. Right. So it was right. several months. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to the AA meetings. You're sitting in them. No, you weren't sitting in them yet. Um, if yes. the court was, yeah, you yes. were, but it wasn't really like you were just doing it you because you had to I do had it. Because I had to. Mm-hmm. Until, until one testimony mm-hmm. kind of just stuck yep. in your brain. Yep. And was it that day or did you kind of go away from that day? Well, and I think then... it was like a week later. Okay. I heard that story and then it was like a week later that I, because I drank again mm-hmm. and I just um, was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. Mm. You know, it was just. I was so tired. Hmm. Um, I wasn't a daily drinker, so hmm. I was more of a weekend warrior, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so sometimes the weekend started on Wednesday, but still, right, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little longer weekend than most, but yes. Um, so it wasn't, I was not, you know, people think of alcoholics as, as somebody who's, you know, on the street or... Yeah. Somebody who drinks every single day. And, and yeah. that's not necessarily the case. You right. know, I just when I started drinking, when I had a drink, I kept going. Yeah. You know, I didn't have an off button. Right. Until it was gone. Right. Or, you know, so um, for those of you out there who mm-hmm. who aren't familiar with addiction, you know, I mean, it, it comes yeah. in all different forms and shapes and sizes. And so um, right. to be aware of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was it once you made that connection with that testimony, was it was it hard to stop drinking? Like what was the hardest part of those early? You know, for me, it it was I really did have like a God moment Mm -hmm. and um, and it wasn't so much hard to stop. It was hard to not continue the lifestyle. 
Mm. Did you have to like change um, your friend? So, like, yeah, the, you know, they say in recovery, the only thing that you have to change is everything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. I, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Can that, that, and that feels overwhelming. I it imagine. Does. I kind it's of chuckled because I thought, I that that that's that's your whole world, yeah, right? It's scary. Um, but if you're in recovery and you're going to recovery meetings, hmm. you meet people. Hmm. So you make new friends, and right. you know, I mean, and the reality is, is that in recovery, you'll probably find friends that you already had hmm. that you just didn't know yeah. were in recovery. Yeah. You know, because that happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did did any of your friends um, follow suit? And and no, none of no. them. You, you, you lost them mm-hmm. as friends. There's, there's only um, one or two people that I still, um, I'm still Connected um, friends with. with. Some, okay. Yeah. Um, from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But okay. the majority of them, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know how things yeah. turned out for yeah. them. Um, had you, I'm, I assume I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Had you ever thought about quitting drinking before no. this time? I mean, you didn't think there was a problem no. to begin with, so why would you stop, Mm-mm. right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it? You were successful. Like, thirty years is a long time. It is a long time. It is a long time. Um, okay, so. Briefly, my story is I got sober through Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. and um, I I went to meetings almost every day. Right, um, which is sometimes a, normal, a couple of times a day. That's yeah. a pretty normal thing early it, on, right? It really is, and it's it's encouraged mm-hmm. because that's a safe place, right? You know, right. Um, if you're in a meeting, you're not going to drink, right? If you're in a meeting, you're not going to use, right? So, um, so it is. It's a safe place to be, mm-hmm. and. And it's really helpful because it gives you a foundation, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it also made me think more about God. Mm-hmm. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous is, a, you know, a secular program, but they talk about God, and the and the program is taken from the Bible. Right. So, um, so I started just thinking about God, mm-hmm. and um, and then I came to North Point, and then about a year after I came to North Point, I saw a thing in the bulletin about Celebrate Recovery, which I'd never heard of, Right. and um, and God nudged me to go to the planning meeting for Celebrate Recovery here at North Point, and I was like, ah, but God was insistent, mm-hmm. and so, you know, so I did, yeah. and yeah, here we are. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because... Y- you know, we started coming shortly after everything mm-hmm. kicked off. We were similar to you in that, you know, seeing the thing in the bulletin and going, oh, yeah, uh, maybe check you know, that out. We've done recovery before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done recovery before. I've done, you know, maybe I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. But there's that, like, every time, every time it came to Wednesday, it was like, oh, it's been a long day. Yeah, and yeah. It's extra hot outside. I don't right. even know how yeah. that was the reason, but yeah. it's extra warm outside. Yeah. And I just want to relax. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so we were a little, a little a month or two later to the mm-hmm. group. But, mm-hmm. yeah, starting those early um, months of Celebrate Recovery here on mm-hmm. campus were some really memorable, yeah, um, really, really memorable moments mm-hmm. for sure. Um, what kind of support did you have from, from your family? Um, Interesting. You know, um, I come from a family that my father was an alcoholic. Mm. Um, and uh, my mother, though, was very supportive. And my mm. parents, and I should say, though, that my, both of my parents supported me. When I was having to do all this community service and I didn't have a driver's license and all right. of that, they were very gracious and they carted me around and yeah. um, took me to buy groceries and, you yeah. know, things like that. And so um, 
So it was, it was, they did help me. Yeah. Um, With many recovery stories, we do hear usually there is a, some type of past a, a family member that's struggled with, not always, but that does seem to be a pretty common um, scenario with, with many, you have two boys. I do. Um, is there a part of you that's, have you been open to them with them? about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am very open about my recovery. I don't, um, anonymity is not um, mm. something that is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly is for some, and that's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but I always felt that it was important for my children to know yeah. that um, I had a problem with drugs and alcohol because they have a potential to have a problem with drugs and alcohol yeah. because yeah. of who their yeah. their mom is. And so, um, you know, I just, I mean, obviously I didn't go into gory details, but right. they, they do know that I, I drank a lot and that I used drugs and that I got arrested and that sort of thing. So, right. yeah. Right. You didn't, you didn't say uh, past is past. They don't need to know that stuff. No. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I'm really mm-hmm. adamant about that because mm-hmm. I think it's important that um, we give our children a fair chance, you know. Yeah. If they don't know, then I think that that could cause more damage later Yeah. Um, than, for, than being honest from the start. So absolutely. That's my and I also know, I mean, we've known, I've known you for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, I also know counseling has been a strong part yeah, of your recovery sure. as well. How, how long have you been in counseling? Well, I'm not in counseling right now, um, but... Over the years, I have probably spent a good 10-plus years okay. in counseling. Yeah, and that's more just the one-on-one, and it's just kind of like yeah, working Yeah, and through. I did group. Mm-hmm. I did group therapy, and that was extremely helpful as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a women's group. Yeah, you know, for it's, sure. It's uh, important, um, I think, to have that separation mm-hmm. between men and women. Yeah. Um, just because of different issues, yeah. you know. I know you were pretty close to your mom, mm-hmm. um, and she passed away. You were just sharing. It's been four years. I can't, November I can't believe it. November 9th will be four years, yeah. And that's a hard time of year as well. We yeah. get into the holidays right around yeah. that time, and I know um, just walking that time, seeing you kind of function through that mm-hmm. time, I bring it up because these are these are moments in people's lives that are very difficult. Yes. And so did you, did you battle any of that? You know— it's it's interesting how God works. Um, he gave me the ability to walk through ten days of hospice with my mother, mm. and um, but He provided a friend yeah. for that ten days. Yeah, I had a friend um, that sat with me every single day, mm. and um, you know I didn't I didn't want to drink, and I I. It wasn't even something that was really a conscious thought during mm-hmm. that time. And I, yeah. I just think, part, you know, because of God and because of who my mother was, mm. I would never do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wanted to honor her. Yeah. So it wasn't about your discomfort, but about you caring for her yes. in her last moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom was my best friend, you oh, know, yeah. and so. Um, as you know, mm-hmm. um, you knew my mom, and so um, you know it was it was a really difficult time. But it was also I was very very grateful to be sober, mm-hmm. you know, so I could be present. That's such a great point to make because your sobriety at that point in time was so vital. Yeah, Im- imagining that you, if you hadn't, um, how different you would look back on well, that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> that sure. That would have been bad. Yeah. You know, it just, it would have been a mess. Yeah. Have there been in the, thir- I mean, thir- again, I'm going to keep saying 30 <laughs> years is such a long time. And I say that just because mm-hmm. that's a badge of honor to be able to carry 30 years is just amazing. And so in those 30 years, it, has it gotten any easier? Are there still weak moments or weaker times you know, of the year? There's, there, there are moments. There are moments that I flash, hmm. you know, that, and it's, it's not so much about, um, craving. Hmm. It's more about the fact that I just don't want to feel what I'm feeling. You want to numb. You know, you want to change how you feel. Hmm. And so um, there have been moments and and it's not, um, but it's just, you use the tools that you get hmm. in recovery. You know, yeah. you call somebody, you go hmm. to a meeting, you, you do the things that you were taught to do yeah. that keep you sober. Yeah. You know, that keep you in recovery, that keep you moving forward. Right. So um, it, you know, there, there's not any particular time of year that I feel like I'm, I'm more tempted than others or um, anything like that. It can, it can be the, the, the hardest, honestly, in the 30 years that I've been sober, the hardest time I had was last year during COVID. I was going to ask. Yeah. It was having that much isolation Mm. and being alone. Yeah. um, Because my husband is a truck driver, so he was still working. Mm. I was home. Yeah. All day, mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> by myself. Yeah. And it was not healthy mm. for me. How know? did you how did you manage that? It was hard. Mm. Um, I cried a lot. Mm. I'll be honest. I did. And, um, you know, the anxiety. Because I also struggle with anxiety and depression. Mm. Yeah. So you isolate somebody who struggles with anxiety and depression. And it's just, it can be yeah. a little scary. So, um, you know, back to basics, Mm. you know, I just, I made sure that I was in contact with my sponsor Mm. and, um, even if I didn't talk to anybody else, I talked to her. Yeah. Um, and is there a standard, I mean, like, do you, um, is there like a rule, like no texting, we only talk on the phone or is it like, you know, I don't have that with people. Um, I, I text and call. Um, and the people that I sponsor text and call me. Um, I mean, if you're going to have a, an involved conversation, then, you know, I mean, texting is not the way to do it. Right. Right. Um, as we know, emotions and feelings and tone, you lose it all. Cannot be transferred through a text message. So, um, it is important to, and it, and it's, it's good practice to pick up the phone and reach out to someone. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, there's a big difference between, um, so a lot of what's, so great about a recovery program is the fact that spe- speaking mm-hmm. your thoughts, uh, your struggles, the things that are on your mind is uh, such a healing experience mm-hmm. um, and helpful experience. Yes. Um, in, in an environment where you can just share, you're not going to be interrupted. You're not going to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get to just be able to, I, I you know, vomit out, mentally yes. vomit out <laughs> yeah. all the things. Yeah. Um, and then I imagined the same thing is probably pretty, pretty true when it comes to sharing that with your sponsor that you're able to for just sure. kind of go for and sure. Just it's speak. it's vital for I think just as humans, yeah, to have at least one person that you can talk to, yeah, you know, and be yeah totally honest yeah. with. And a lot of people would say, "Isn't that your spouse? Is it? Shouldn't that be your spouse?" No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really shouldn't. Yeah. Because because our spouse 
is not, first of all, not the same sex. Hmm. And secondly, they don't need to know every thought that goes on in our head. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just don't because some of those thoughts are negative towards them. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. You know, you need to have somebody of the same sex that you can talk to about the crazy thoughts that you yeah. have. You yeah. know, um, I don't know about you, but spouses tend to want to fix things. Uh-huh. So, you know, yes. when, as women, uh-huh. when we if we share with our spouse, they want to try and fix it. And right. we don't want them to fix it. We right. just want them to listen. Yeah. You the know? point of me sharing it is not Which because I'm trying women to totally to, right. get. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, mm-hmm. that's a really that's a really, really good point. Um, where do you think you'd be, Peggy, if you didn't get sober? Jail or dead? Yeah. I mean, that's about as honest as I can be. I. I wouldn't have the life I have today for sure. Hmm. Um, you know, when people start in recovery, um, sometimes you encourage people to write down the things that they hope to get out of recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to see happen like in your life? Points along the you way. Know? Mm-hmm. And then go back, mm-hmm. you know, years later and yeah. read what you wrote. Yeah. And odds are you've had abundantly more happen. Mm in your life than you thought that would ever be possible. And, um, you know, it's not to say that getting into recovery does not mean that your life is going to be easier. Hmm. It's a good point to me. You know, it really, it really isn't. And if anything, honestly, the enemy is going to try and knock you back. Well, I feel like this falls under the, like the same way of like inviting Christ into your life and Mm -hmm. and accepting him and right. It it doesn't make all of the problems right. go away either. Right. And oftentimes, like you just said, you know, things get actually a little bit worse there yes. for a while. Mm-hmm. And that can be really a trying time that mm-hmm. you've got to f- just push through. Yeah. And having a community, having people around you, having things to do, having events to be a part of and Absolutely. stuff are really helpful. So it, what I love about Celebrate Recovery and just in general recovery is that um, it's for everybody. Yes. So even though I'm, I'm sitting across from you and you're talking about drinking. Mm-hmm. I've joined Celebrate Recovery, and mine was more codependency. Right. Mine was more anger right. and depression. Right. Right. The, and I deal like, with all those things too. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, when I when I uh, being at Celebrate Recovery right now, it's like I don't struggle hmm. with the um, want to drink or use, but I do struggle currently still struggle with anxiety and depression and codependency. Right. Um, and so those are things, you know, we just continue working on us. Right. Um, it doesn't go away. Right. Right. You know, that's the thing. Mm. There's not a cure mm-hmm. for our issues. Yeah. You know, it's just learning how to deal with things, learning right. how to deal with life on life's terms. And, right. Um, and to do that with Jesus, you know. Yeah. Because ultimately... He's the one that has gotten me through all of it anyway. Yeah. You know? And and so when you, when you going back, because you said you had never heard of, of Celebrate Recovery. You had mm-hmm. done AA and you'd gotten recovery for 10 or so years with AA. What, is there a big difference for you, do you think, between Celebrate Recovery and AA? Yes. Okay. There, there was for me only because, um, okay, let me clarify. First off, it's the same 12 steps. Right. Okay. Right. So the steps are not different. Right. Um, the only difference is the higher power. Right. And so we when identify. I, we identify our higher power as Jesus Christ. And, right. and so the, um, when I first started coming to the meetings and stuff, the biggest thing for me was I didn't think I was Christian enough. Hmm. Hmm. And that's a lie Yeah. because 
you know, God wants us to come as we are. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, you don't have to clean up before yeah. you get into recovery. I mean, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. You know, that's Mike what had, it's there for. Mike had made a great comment. He said, sin requires a man to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it kind of makes me think of that when you say like, you know, it basically is those doubts, those concerns, those things that say I'm not Christian enough. I'm not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's really just Satan. It is. Yeah. Exactly. To keep you from doing the thing that is going to be helpful for right. you. Right. To get you moving. He knows the mm-hmm. benefit of it on your life. Mm-hmm. And he's going to remind you why it's not a benefit to right. your life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which is it. Which is what happens throughout life. Yeah. Whether you're in recovery or you're not. Right. Life happens, you know. Right. And better to have tools to deal with it yeah. than to not. Yeah. You know, that's just my my personal feeling, you know. I right. mean, I'm so grateful for for the tools that I have and the and the people in my life and yeah. um you know, it certainly hasn't been easy, you know. I mean, yeah. I've gotten married, I've gotten divorced, I've gotten remarried, I have two boys. I have, you know, one of them lives in San Diego, one mm-hmm. of them lives here and um and they're very different too. They're very mm-hmm. different. And, you know, I mean, you just keep going. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have words of encouragement for somebody that is early on in their recovery and it just feels like 30 years feels like there's no way or someone that's relapsed and is starting all yeah. over again? Yeah. Yeah. The One of the biggest things I can say about some to somebody who has relapsed is give yourself grace. Hmm. You know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. And um, the fact that when I stopped drinking, I didn't drink again is no doesn't it's not like I have it all figured out right you know it's not what that means right so if if we're working a program because there's other areas of my life that I've relapsed you know what I (laughs) mean anxiety depression codependency right right, exactly Um, you know it it's just um to be able to give yourself grace and know that you're working at this Mm -hmm. and that's way more than you were doing before Mm. you know yeah we That's don't quit. Great. Yeah. We just keep going. Yeah. And you didn't lose all that time. Right. You know, that's another falsehood, I think. Mm. It's, not, it's not like you've lost all that time. Yeah. Look what you've learned. Yeah. And you take that and you can just keep moving forward. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, well, they always say don't, you know, don't hitch up to it, you know. Yeah. Don't get. Yeah, don't get stuck there. Right. You yeah. know, you I mean, we, we got forward absolutely. progress. You, you're still going to keep moving forward. You're still going to keep learning. Mm. You're still going to go. You're mm. still going to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, tell me what you. OK, let's say you've got somebody right now who's listening and who's just been on, a, on the fence about just joining recovery and doing this whole thing. What are the important details to know about Celebrate Recovery, stuff that happens here um, on a Wednesday night? OK, first off. Everybody has to walk through the door for the first time. Hmm. The people yeah. that have been here for 15 years, the people that have been here for one week. Right. Everybody is new right. at some point. So try not to be afraid to come. Yeah. Um, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how, quote, unquote, normal we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that for, you added the quotes. Yeah. Well, you know, we are those people. Um <laughs> Let's see. So we have dinner at 530 Mm. and, um, you know, we have, I don't know, different things, sandwiches, sometimes pizza, sometimes barbecue, you know, Mm. um, 
So I encourage you to come for dinner. Mm -hmm. It's a good chance to just kind of meet some people and stuff before you go to the worship center. It's a little less intimidating maybe yeah, to walk exactly. in in that kind of you a know, situation. You know, it's always it's always a little better to just, you know, hang out with people and eat food, you yeah, know. Yeah. For sure. Um and then at 6:30 we start our large group in the worship center and we have uh, worship time and then we have either a testimony or a, a message, a mm -hmm. lesson. Um and then after that we break off into our open share groups with men with men and women with women and um you know that's where the healing happens mm. and um so i really encourage people to go to group um i know it can be intimidating mm -hmm. to do that you know it's yeah. it's very tempting to leave after large group but i yeah. encourage people not to do that you yeah. know because that's where you start to learn how to how to deal with life yeah you know? for sure okay one of my last questions uh, step studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't actually mention this last week when Mike and I were talking. I guess, it, yeah. you know, it can get a little bit. But what, step, what, are, what is a step study? Okay, so a step study is, I'm currently in a step study. And what that is, is it, it's, step studies meet on a different night other than Wednesday night for, okay. for our Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Um, and my step study meets on Tuesday nights. And what that is, is you're digging deeper into the steps. Mm. You're working through mm. your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, with a safe group of people mm. and um, and it's just it's it's what we like to call the meat of the program you mm. know um, because it, it it guides you into digging deeper and to to, to heal the hurts that yeah. you've carried around for so long yeah you know yeah it's a really really effective and you go through step study I mean this is this is the second one that I'm going through um, I know people that have been through five or six so oh, wow. um, yeah. you know it's it's you're never done yeah so yeah it, does the group close at some point in time does that yes um after about a month mm -hmm. um they we generally don't we close the group to new people because the the safety of the group is vitally important yeah and so you don't want to have continuously new people coming in yeah so it's you want to you want to create things, that environment yes. that says it's safe mm -hmm. we're not going to have a revolving door of people. absolutely which makes it so different than a Wednesday night because you can get a variety right. of people and you're not really going through, you're, you're just kind of sharing what's on your mind on a Wednesday right. night. Right. Whereas on a step study, you're going through yeah. a book and answering yeah. questions together. You have homework that you work through stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you encourage someone to do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Step studies are really important. Yeah. It, that's where the healing happens, you know? Yeah. 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 It's really important. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, you heard it. Um, Hannah, if you've been on the fence, by no mistake are you listening to this today, uh, <laughs> that you're, you're tuning into this. Um, don't second guess it. Right. If you're listening and it's not a Wednesday night, uh, I'm sure there is a Celebrate Recovery happening somewhere in Fresno yes. um, at this time. And so you can even email us. Um, CR at northpoint.org. Yeah, and we'll mm -hmm. make sure that you can get a list um, of Celebrate Recoveries in the area mm -hmm. so that you can plug in. Because like we said, early on in recovery, it's really important that you that you go more than just once a right. week. Right, right. So if it's, if it's new for you, um, step in step up it's okay mm -hmm. like i love that you said every single person's had that first time to walk yep. in we say it a lot but it's really 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 true so everybody's felt that uncomfortableness and yeah we recognize it and yeah yeah insecurity all that stuff it's normal yeah absolutely yeah. Mm -hmm. uh don't second guess it step into it yeah. recovery uh, come tonight yeah come find me and say hi yeah one day at a time right <laughs> that's right one day at a time 
All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Hope this has been helpful for you. Um, hope that uh, you guys check out the link, northpoint.org slash CR. It's going to give you ton, tons of information. You can actually mm-hmm. um, even do a Zoom um, meeting because we're doing right. those we as do. well. We still have Zoom, and uh-huh. we will at least through the end of the year, if not longer. So Right. Yep. So there is absolutely a way um, to step in, even if you're not able to physically come down mm-hmm. here to the church. So right. thanks so much for listening, guys. Go and make it a great rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Thanks for joining us this week for Midweek Live. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media at NPCC Fresno.